You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. Business. Business. All right, welcome to another edition of the Boker Broadcast. Saying the Boker Broadcast again, so you remember the name of the podcast this time. Arthur. That's a a personal story. (laughs) (laughs) He forgot the name of the podcast. You should listen to our podcast. It's got a name. I don't know what it is, but you should totally listen. So we were just at a meeting. We met this guy who's a gamer. Like You would recognize his face if you saw him. His name is Ulf. Good guy. I had to give him some phone trays. And he's a war machine player. And him and all his friends, they play out of PA, and they play Mark III. And so we were talking, and I was like, well, actually, yeah, we're doing, you know, we have to go. I got, we got to do a podcast on, on. And he's like, um, really? I'm like, yeah, we do a regular podcast. I was like, what's the name of it? I'm like, I don't know, it's like the NJSOBs. And, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Bunker Podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm of course. out the window. I'm so angry at him. I'm like, yeah, I totally knew that. Co-host Arthur Continelli, everybody. And also joining us is... Stephen Rabideau. All right. So I guess first and foremost on everybody's mind is the WTC has changed their point level from 75 to 100. Are you sure that's first on I'm everybody's con- mind? It absolutely that's is. absolutely first. Absolutely. All right, carry I've been, on. I've been getting all sorts of messages him. all week from one person. So it's uh, <laughs> definitely now 100 from points. From one person. Uh, definitely now 100 points. Now, I just want to say this for the record. I have absolutely no input oh, into no. the point level. Of the WTC, as a matter of fact, I sent Gil uh, 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 reasons why it should be seventy-five that I heard from people, and reasons why it should be a hundred. I'm not a decision maker in that process. Seth has so, no idea what's going on. <laughs> Please stop messaging me. That's actually not true. Look, you can't even remember the name of the of the it podcast. Was Seth's idea to you come up with seventy-five. You can't points. think of the name of the podcast. I do th- yeah, Seth, I think is the one who set the point totals in general. Across, he was on the phone with Matt Wilson. Told him we got to do fifty, we got to do seventy-five, we got to do hundred. Matt Wilson was all over. Seth is also the lead proofreader of all PP. That's true. <laughs> that would that explain is true. So anytime that there's a mistake on a model, it's Seth's fault. Yes. That is Seth's. Fault. Yes, all very true. Uh, so, uh, you know, speaking of which, uh, Mr. Rabideau, I don't know if you know, but do you know how many teams we have signed up at the moment for the Boker Brawl? Uh, we've got 10 signed up and two that need to get their act together. Yes. So we've got 10 signed up, all mercenary slots filled. People who didn't have a team, they got teams now. We have two other teams that keep swearing they're going to sign up, and I know they are, but they got to do it. And that goes out to everybody out there in podcast world. If you're thinking of coming, let me know. You need a, a, a team, we can try to find you one. Uh, if you guys know you're coming, please buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. Right? Let but, us know that yeah. you're coming. <laughs> Because yeah. at some point, we do have to cut off uh, team sales, and we have to... Uh, Cater. Sorry? We have to worry about catering. We do have to worry about catering. Um, but yeah. more importantly... I don't else, think people appreciate the effort and time and things... Well, I know for together. a fact that nobody appreciates the effort and time that goes into putting the food together. Uh, for those who are curious, it is going to be meatball sandwiches for uh, Saturday. It's going to be... Not prepared subs, by me. Not prepared by Arthur. Uh, going to be just subs for Friday and then uh, pizza on Sunday. Why is it just subs? Why not go with sub above? <laughs> because just subs <laughs> are the best subs in the state. 
They're quite good. They are They're remarkably good. good. Yeah, so just a reminder... When you say just subs, though, it sounds like a general term of, like, we're just going to have some subs. It does. Right. Yeah. It's but, the name of the store. It's right. the name of the, yeah. the, name of the sub and shop. And for the record, the first time Arthur had a just subs, he's like, all right, this is pretty good. It was edible. Which is high praise. Yeah, coming from fair Arthur. enough. I don't eat sandwiches. You should have seen the reaction. You should have seen his reaction to the Bavarian donut he just bit into. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's not. It was Bavarian, it's, No, right? nay, nay. It was that angel iced super sweet cream, Ooh, which totally that's knocked me stuff. off of my fruit only strategy. Mm. So I'm going to have to eat that jelly donut now, which is raspberry, as we all know. Of course. And that'll hopefully counter it. You know, and, and the fact that it's my third donut, completely irrelevant. That's because a, the second donut was a mistake, and therefore that yeah, exactly. doesn't count. It does not count. That's a solid strategy, man. I'm very impressed. So yeah, just a reminder, the team event, the winner of the team event is going to the WTC. We're going to the WTC, which so, I've had no input into constructing. So if you would like to take your slot and not have it given to you, if you would like to take it and to be the one who earned it, to be the team that earned a spot To in say, the like, we did this on our own. Yeah, you don't have to apply. So you don't have to do anything. You just have to win, and you take your spot. So you're saying that the person or the team, I should say, that wins the Boker Brawl WTC? WTC slot gets to look down on everybody else? That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. That's, That's exactly a benefit I had not thought Because of. they have taken it. Yes. We didn't give it to them. They took yes. it from us. Have you guys uh, seen any of the posts from Adepticon? We're recording over Adepticon weekend, everybody. Is yeah, none of us are there. None of us are there. You know like when a team has a good enough record and then they lose in the playoffs, but so did the other team so that they move on anyway or it's just before the playoffs rather, so they kind of backdoor into the playoffs? You know what I'm talking about? Slightly. Yeah. This team needs to, like, do whatever, but that team needs to win. Okay. But the team that needs to do whatever loses, yeah. and then the team that needed to win also loses, yeah. so you kind of backed your way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the team that claws and fights its way and gets that win to then make it into the playoffs. That's what we're talking about here at the Poker Brawl. Okay. Do you want to backdoor your way in and just be like, whatever, you're in the playoffs? Or do you want to fight it out? That is an odd... Uh Odd comment, given that I just asked you if uh, you saw any of the Adepticon posts. No, I, I know that, but I was, I was, I was, we I was on. yeah, but we I was on my on. jelly donut, and 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 I really liked my football analogy of what Steve was saying. <sighs> so, uh, has anyone actually been looking at anything that's been happening in Adepticon? I saw a picture of the new Orgoth character, Jack. Yeah, looks yeah. mean. It does look mean. It looks very mean. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I've never considered going to Adepticon. There's only so many things I can go to in a year. I want to go. Um, I, this year, I'm sorry I'm not there. I'm going next year. And I, I may be going with you. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It all, I, it no, all I said we do it. Yeah. Let's it, go next year. It's a pack. Are we staying at my cousin's house? Or Arthur, grab that knife. Have blood of. First off, absolutely, if I can stay for free somewhere, I'm going to your cousin's <laughs> no, house. No, no, I'm staying for free. I'll just charge you less. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Is it a, am I getting a deal? Just convince You're me I'm getting a deal. a deal. You're getting a deal. That's Arthur. He needs yeah. deals and steals paper goods. Uh, but anyway... Hey, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Did you hear that fucking reckless accusation? How do I steal paper goods? It was what we were talking about before. I mean, just because these paper towels did come from work doesn't <laughs> mean... <laughs> I was going to say, I'm looking at these paper towels thinking, I got a dispenser at my school that looks just like these. Yeah, but these are the good ones. I use these for stain removal and all types of things. 
and donut removal from your face. Yeah. Yeah, but these are really more my shop towels. All right. I just happen to, you know. Um, so what I wanted to say about Adepticon, other than I wish I was there, I mean, the the, the, the people there, you know, <laughs> I saw, you know, Eric Gonzalez, Gonzo, he posted a picture of his swag bag. It was like $700 worth of stuff. Mm. Now, the VIG, a v, VIP. Yeah, VI, VIG bag yeah, is like $175. But seven, it was like $700 worth of stuff, plus a, a stuffed pug that he swears was Mizzy's and not his, and he doesn't need to sleep with every night and cuddle to make sure he can fall asleep. Mm. So you heard it here. It's not his stuffed pug. He doesn't need to sleep with it or cuddle with it. And people who say otherwise, they're just lying. All right. All right. Just oh, putting fine. that out there for the record. Good to know. I yep. stuff. But that was, uh, that was an amazing swag bag. It was a ton of stuff. A lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff in that bag. I've been watching Adepticon coverage nonstop over the last few days. And it interests you so much you can't stop yawning? I can't believe the, how thick that pizza is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pie in pizza pie? That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, interesting, the largest attended event is apparently the narrative. And uh, I believe, the, is it being run by War Budgies there? I think so. Makes I think sense. so. Which, is, if it is, I'm doubly excited because War Budgies is, of course, running a narrative event at the Boker Brawl. That's right. That's and right. Uh, for the people who have asked the question, you know, the, the answer is what's the point level for that? It's uh, any. But, you know, he wants even sides, and he says he's really aiming at 75. Right. So if you can, prep 75. So Seth is requiring 75 points for the narrative. <laughs> I think so. He's making a, he's so making a decision. So what I just heard? He's so. the one that sets the points level, as we all know. Seth is like one of those guys, if, I don't know if anybody's ever worked for a boss, it's like, the boss comes over to him and like, do me a favor. Could, could, could you uh, sweep this up over here? So he says it nicely, like, do me a favor. But the reality of it is, you have to do it, because your boss just told you to do it. Mm. So instead, it's like, you know, I'd like to see, a, I think they're doing 75, which sounds nice. That's Seth's way of saying it's got to be 75. You have to read between the lines. And I like how you do that little godfathery swipe on your chin with your fingers. Well, it's that. you. That's, That's totally radio. how I talk. That is good radio. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is nice. Uh, so we have a, a, a lot of stuff on our agenda for tonight's official podcast. I want to talk a little bit about fluff because new fluff came out. Uh, I'm going to give the blanket spoiler alert thing now for the fluff card. We're totally going to spoil. Spoil all fluff. I think we should talk about the narrative. Um, you made a quick comment about how narrative was the most played, and I think you've just glossed over it. Well, you can ungloss it when I'm done talking about the rest of our agenda. No, 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 no. We should talk about the subject as it comes up. You don't just backtrack it, then you'll forget. I've got notes. <laughs> you need them, your age. All right. So then I would like us to discuss uh, the battle engines. I don't know if we're going to have time to discuss every one of them, but there's certainly a few I really want to talk about. And then a very, very, very short judge's corner, because all we really have are some rules clarifications. And then that'll be a cast. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. So, you know, I glossed over the narrative thing. But first, a word from our sponsor. This week, we're sponsored by Eilish's Used Souls. Have you got a soul or know somebody who has one? You want some power instead? Well, then come on down to Eilish's Used Souls, where we'll give you more power for your soul. No, no, Korean? No, thanks. We're under new management here at Eilish's Used Souls. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to these satisfied customers. I sold my soul, and now Allison loves me. And on the first try! My wife sold my soul. Now she runs the company. Eilish's Used Souls. Sold souls are solely our business. I glossed over the narrative thing, 
and and maybe I should not have done that. Arthur, what would you like to say about the, the, the narrative event? It tells a huge story. Okay. I think uh, it's times like this when you have to consider that the more casual player, the more fun player, is in his prime. Because we know this game as the tournament caliber, highest level of play game that some would argue it was invented for. And that's great. And, and the three of us at this table, I, I know, enjoy high caliber play. But all the people out there who are interested in things like, you know, who probably play Dungeons and Dragons or whatever else, when you do a narrative campaign, which I've done some for like Warhammer, which is different, mm -hmm. but I've done narrative campaigns in the past, just in the past at this point, but they're fun because it's almost like playing Risk or Axis and Allies mm -hmm. or one of those type of games. Or it could be. I mean, and it's up to you, right? Mm -hmm. Or your group. However, you, you know, if you put together some type of thing and, and you play it, then totally awesome. But the fact that these people now have um, a place to go where the <clears throat> the game setup is designed for that fluff more more so than just win, mm -hmm. I, that that's huge. And so all of those players that in the past, I would say, have been pushed out of tournament play because they're not or they don't want to be tournament players. But the fact that now there is a con venue, or at least an event at a con venue that's catering to them, is something that should definitely not be overlooked. Because Agreed. how many players are out there that none of us have any idea who the hell they are? Right. Because they played Bart with seven cannons because right. they wanted to. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe their terrain was a boat. I have no idea. I'm making this up as I go. Sure. I would think that if you're a con organizer... <clears throat> You may want to consider uh, always having some type of event um, to cater to that well, crowd. Think, of, think about the, the Captain Con guys who were playing in the, the open play area. They wanted no part of any of the organized play, but I bet you they would have played in a narrative event. Mm -hmm. Do we right? know? And do we know how many people showed up for that narrative event? Did, did they actually give you a number? Yeah. I believe the number was 17. And how many people showed up for that team event? I don't know yet the team events this weekend. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. All right, and how many people showed up for the open tournament or whatever it is, the I, single steamroller? I know that there were. they said that there were 10 people for the two-versus-two team event and then some uh, some other number for... Was for it like the, 30? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the total was, was around 30, I guess, okay. if memory serves. So now the question is, if you had 30 people for the singles steamroller event and you had 17 people for a narrative event... And assuming that there is little to no overlap, then that would make the narrative people like 50 The largest percent. event of the day, yeah. Just about. Well, no, it, it's, it's not, right? Because you had 30, we'll say, in a singles event, and you had 17 for a narrative event. No, I meant total overall. But I, I get but the, the, point. the point is, yeah, it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge percentage, actually, of the pool. Yeah. Right. No, no, absolutely. And um, I'm really grateful that War Budgies reached out to us and said, hey, we'd like to do something or he'd like to do something, and I'm really grateful for it. And obviously moving forward is something I want to plan for. And something I've been thinking about, and I floated it out there in one of those uh, organizer chats that we have, I think after Brawl, uh, moving into summer, maybe we do like a campaign in a day. Like three rounds, right? But each round is a round of the campaign, and however, how the sides did in, in, in round one affects you know things on round two, round three, uh, gives us some yeah, opportunity to create... Straight, that's playing straight games with... Uh, it's not different enough. It's not different I know enough. what you mean. It's like well, bonuses but, or penalties right, right. involved. But my point is, you what, don't want that. But what if we also use that as an opportunity 
I mean, we're not going to make anything as beautiful as War Budgies, but we could certainly put together a cool table for most right. people to play. Check this out. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, Seth, because I, I do I do see the advantage of like wanting to do because uh, the biggest problem with like a league is consistent like participation because yeah. you know especially over the summer like people's schedules are all over the place so like it's hard to do things over weeks. So the idea of doing it all in one day is nice, but I do also see Arthur's point, which is like then we're basically just doing a tournament. Yeah, like, I, I I think it could be fun to do. Um, sounds weird, but maybe we should work on this honestly, and then put together something like an open event and see who who will buy it even at the Boca Brawl. Imagine if we did a Warcaster size War Machine game, or smaller. So like, and I'm just gonna make some stuff up uh, because it's kind of cool. So let's assume you had Rutger Shaw, right? For argument's mm-hmm. sake, and then a uh, Taran. And those two are supposedly joined at the hip, right? Like, mm-hmm. the adventure together. That's in the fluff. I've never read any story about it, but that's, you know. There's a whole book. I'm sure there is. Yeah, just say it. Now, imagine if that was my team. Mm-hmm. Heavily terrained board. I'm Rutger Shaw and Taron. And Steve over there is... I don't know. Oh, it's Morgul and Naresh. Morgul and Naresh? Yeah. So you get two warcasters and I get two solos? Okay, whatever. Morgul and Naresh. Fun day for you. Fun day. Yeah. And that, But that's his team, and like... So, it, 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 I don't know, at that point, it's just kind of like, you're blending a little bit of infinity, a little bit, of, right, because yeah, it's so well, small. And we don't need to flesh the whole thing out here, but I no. get exactly what you're saying. But that, I, that, that would be fun. Get, every, you just play yeah. a casual game, win, lose, or draw, who cares? Well, but then we could also do you something You don't have to have like, stakes yeah. involved for, like, yeah, but at oh, the, same the next time, round. Or rather, the stakes are, like, narrative. Yeah. Just yeah, more you can interesting make the stakes, in a way. Yeah. You kind of buy into that. The stakes are part of the story. Yeah. But you could also do something like, okay, like... I think we should work on this later. Yeah. Here's our overall force... Uh, players one through five on team one. Okay, you're the these units and this guy, you know, and this junior warcaster who's in charge of them, and you're these jacks and this jack marshal or, or, or caster, and like everyone has a piece of mm-hmm. the overall army uh, with objectives, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, mm-hmm. anyway, we'll work on it. I agree. I think that's super cool. The right. gators have to get to Sacrevault across the lake, but it's too big to go into the water. So they have to push it along the bridge, and then you and the Signarian allies have to ambush them to destroy the Sacrifice before they get to the Temple of Doom! Is that thing amphibious? No. It can't be. I doubt the it. Giant it's, stone it's a giant stone wheel. It's a giant stone wheel. They tend to sink. All right, so I do want to uh, move into our little fluff corner here and talk about some of the really uh, cool new fluff that came out. They came out with specific background stuff for our new, uh, our new character solos, for our new mercenary solos. Have you guys had a chance to read anything on, on this yet? Uh, I have not read that. Okay. Just, although, so, although I will say, I did buy, um, and I think you did as well, yes. Seth. We we got the solos. And, well, we got a couple of them. Yeah, we got a few of them, and uh, they've got so they they're packaged similar to the Warcaster stuff. So mm-hmm. it's got that cardboard box with like an insert uh, in the That's front true. that has the picture, and on the back of that, it's got a nice a little, little fluff, fluff story. story. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I, I love, love those. That. I love yeah, those. I do. So I, read, I even read every one of them for like all the Riot Quest models. Yeah. yeah, I read every one of them. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that I'm really happy that they're getting back into yes. because that's the thing I miss most from let's say Mark II cards. Right. I really liked how they increased the size of the art in the Mark III cards. Yep. But then they got rid of all the little fluff blurbs, and yep. those things are awesome. Yes, they are. I agree. They ignite right. the imagination. I agree. So uh, they have Malgreth the Charnel Plague. He works for Dusk, and he works for Orgoth. And his story is, and I'm a you know spoilers again, everybody. But I'm also going to get a lot of this wrong because I'm doing it from mostly memory. Uh, so spoilers, maybe, maybe, maybe spoilers. Maybe <laughs> Seth's making stuff up that he thinks sounds good. 
But, uh, but we all know if Seth says it, it's going to be true. Right. Yeah, because Matt Wilson's sitting here with a notepad saying, Quick, get someone on this. He's Matt totally said changed he didn't the want fluff. anybody to know he was in the room. Right. Uh, Sorry. So, Malgrith uh, is an Orgoth, uh, uh, Orgoth host, you know, a dude who was defeated in the early and entombed in the early Orgoth invasion, like in, in the original Orgoth takeover. And then they've uncovered him now here in Mark IV. And he's not really, you know, he's all angry and ticked off. He's had all these, you know, hundreds and thousands of years to be in yeah, this Yeah, he's tomb. probably really pissed. And uh, he's not really Orgoth, but he's not not Orgoth, but that's also why he works for Dusk. And he's just like one of these super powerful combat solos. Uh, he's on. He's undead. He's got cleave, defensive strike, grievous wounds, which I really love. Gives us a little access for us Orgoth folk, access to uh, grievous wounds. And he can't be targeted by spells. I love that. Uh, and then they have Prisoner 102822. Mm. This is my least favorite. TK426? Yeah, it's my least favorite, I'll be honest. It's... 421. 421. Yeah, sorry, 421. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. That was the wrong scene anyway, because Leia was in uh, Holding Cell something. Okay. Ooh, I don't know that number. Yeah, and and I don't think it matters for our War Machine podcast. It does, because this got is a there. nerd podcast. I know, he got me there. when you make any type of prisoner number reference, it has to go back to Star Wars, because that's like the first one. Like, the ten people who downloaded this have now turned us off already. Just just let, let's stay on topic. That's such bullshit. All right, so what I don't like about uh, the... the it's, it's a... Um, what are those guys calls from the, the Doom the, Reavers? Uh, Doom Reaver, right. yeah. So she's a Doom Reaver who was just a little smarter than all the other Doom Reavers. And I'm like, I'm just thinking there just isn't a ton that's really original about that. Works for Dusk, well, works for uh, uh, Kator Wintercore. The whole concept of Doom Reavers is a steal anyway. It, but, you know, it's like, okay, so they have this Orgoth weapon. There's a movie weapon. called The Beastmaster. What's that? There's this movie called The Beastmaster. You might have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what a Doom Reaver is. Yeah. You know, I agree. They just don't drop a leech in your ear. Right. Instead, they give you a toxic sword. Yes, yes. And, that, that, you, don't, and you don't go chasing ferrets. That Zerkova apparently has dug up like a whole treasure trove of those swords and they had enough to armor. They got so many of them. Down. Yeah. All right, uh, okay. Let's move on. One more <laughs> that I actually like, and that's Eilish Garrity Four, the dark traitor. I love his story because... So this guy's that, a douche and should have been killed. I know, I know it's <laughs> so funny. He should, he should be dead. He's so slippery. Over. He's a good guy, then he's a bad guy, then he's an infernal guy. But, is he? No, no, but he's not an infernal guy, maybe. He was an infernal. Saul's mocked. How the hell did he get out of that deal? <laughs> I mean, that guy well, should the people, be... A, the people that he owed died. That should, no, he should have been a horror already, or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, thought that was re- I thought that was really great. He's... He sold out, sold out, resold out, and then sold out again. Right. He's under new management. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that worked out really he's ra- well. He's racist. And then I also Just thought, and, and then Steve, if you haven't read it yet, you should read the uh, compendium Dark Technologies of the Orgoth, mm. because last cast you had made specifically made the comment, I'd love to know how they went from these big, huge colossals to colossals right around, or uh, war jacks around the size that we have, right. and they actually tell that story, and they put in a bunch of stuff that what I didn't, mean by, I didn't how know they about. they went from colossals to war jacks to size? So, so what I said was, the they defeated the Orgoth originally by building like huge colossals. Oh. 
Gotcha. And so, like, when the Orgoths show back up with little warjacks, like, the whole point of the little warjacks is, like, they miniaturized, and the little warjacks are, like, nimble enough, like, they do better, they're more efficient yeah. into the big guys. They don't have big guys anymore. They're so, least... like, if the Orgoth leave getting defeated by big guys, it makes sense they'd come back with big guys. Or they'd come back with little guys being like, haha, we're going to beat their big guys, and then they show up and they're, wait, wait a minute. like, disappointed. I, according to the preview thing, like, it was uh, one of the privateer press uh Casts, uh, Prime cast. Yeah, that mm-hmm. they told when they when the Orgoth were coming or when they were just released and everybody was complaining about the way they were painted. Remember that era? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had mentioned specifically that the Orgoth had no warjacks. Not and originally. That, yeah. Not originally. Right, and that they created these based on what they saw. No, yeah. so this is From, a story. Well, don't, don't, don't say no. That we came out of privateer press's mouth. You can't refute that. I'm sorry you're the godfather, going, but no, I'm, in this I'm case, going, even you are going to be super I'm seated. going to refute it with what they just published. Well, like, then they backtrack. Right. Well, okay, okay. Hang on. You both are talking nonsense. So neither so neither of those things happened. So what they were talking about in the prime cast, I'm pointing at Arthur, yes. is what is also revealed here in the fluff is that what they had seen was like they had spies. So they were keeping tabs on like the new developments. So they're sure. not sure. They're not right. sure. So, but yes. they had no warjacks. Correct. Originally, they had no warjacks, and that's why they got beat. So then they came back, and they have warjacks. Right. And the reason they have warjacks. So, so what is this with the colossals? I'm just talking. Uh, I'm I'm saying that originally the Orgoth got defeated by the colossals because they the first things they built were huge things. And then that's that the was like thing, that's, that's like also a retcon then because no. the whole colossal no. story was that. They made them bigger and better to, no, to fight the other colossals. No, that was always that was always the case. No, the whole Signal Kadar arms race. Yeah, that's right? new. That's so they started Orgoth. they started with yes, huge of course ones. That's after they started with huge ones and then they got smaller and smaller because the huge ones require like three warcasters to control. They're like very unstable. Well, so these and turns out you big, could just so then they were even bigger than colossals. Yes, these things were massive. Yeah, yeah. the um, first ones were huge. So the way they wrote it in and the then, compendium, and then they got small, and then they got big again. because yes. it turns and out it, you could just like a defender gun, just like you know, punches a hole through that giant thing anyway. So like, right. yeah, why build the giant thing? So there was this whole thing when the Orgoth were retreating. They had a big, uh, big fight with Cricks, believe it or not. And right when the Orgoth were about to be defeated, all the war witches did this giant like magical explosion and took out. Like legions and legions of scrap thralls, or you know, they're they're uh, trash. Yeah, so. and um, and actually, according to the fluff, it moved uh, Turux, uh the Crix Crixian plan to take over by like centuries, and they're like, "What do we care? We have unlimited centuries to work with." But still, this is annoying. And then they had captured some of the Orgoth mechanic type dudes. They're Vulcan uh, Vulcanites, I believe is is the term. The Volcar. Volcar. That's it. And they used them. To create the Crixian Helljacks, like they use those guys to to teach them how to, you know, use the souls and the anger, the whatever else, and and, and create the the Crixjacks. So when these guys, when these uh, Volcar, I, I can't remember now if it was an escape or whatever it was, they left Crix, they went back to the Orgoth. They then use these people that help them create the Warjacks that we see now reinvading Imarin, and I thought that that was pretty cool. Uh, you should read through that and then correct everything that I got wrong at the next cast. So, but no, I, I'm really enjoying the fluff. I'm re- I really do, and and I like how the fluff is 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 a big piece of everything, and it also that whole thing with the compendium with the dark technologies fleshes them out a little bit more. They seem less binary to me, which was my last complaint. So, uh, you know, I, I just liked it all. All right, let's move on to talk about uh, some of these battle engines that we have seen. 
And, uh, you know, in, in some cases, I don't remember what the old ones look like to say, oh, this is this is better, this is worse, but we'll do our best. Uh, let's start so, with this. Sorry. Let's start with the Trident. Oh, Trident's back. Why is he going to go right to the douche one? Oh, God. I, I was, see, this is because he plays everybody. Rhett, and I'm sorry, but if you play Rhett, a little bit of you, no matter how, ni- how nice you might be on the outside, a little bit of you on the inside is just flat out evil. Mm. I'm telling you, I was going down the list of battlings. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Then I got to Trident. I'm like, oh, oh, Trident's back. Oh my so god! It, it's, sure it's one less armor, but it doesn't use a shield anymore. So it's just armor 19 all the time. Ooh. Um, same. Ooh. It, it has like all the same rules basically, except uh, it got back the D3 tokens instead of just one token at a time. Oh. So. And you can have two of them. Yeah, you know. uh, and it even got to him. and it even heavy, got the pistol rule. He heavy th- three heavy thruster cannons with D three shots each because you know you needed that. Yeah, it but, lost it lost a couple things, so it doesn't it doesn't have the it doesn't have um, uh, reposition anymore, and it doesn't have um, firing squad. No, not firing squad. The the like the thing where it would get plus shooting two to gallery. Hit, shooting gallery. The thing where it would get plus two to hit mm-hmm. when you were within five it's inches of it. It doesn't have that It's flying. It's dual but attack. It it's a con. Too. It's a construct. Still yeah. has that smite attack. So yes, yes, I it mean, does. All the battle engines. So seriously, now, do you think we're yeah. going to have a uh, double trident all over the place for, yes. for for the retribution? So probably. Like for anybody that has a <laughs> that doesn't have a trident, I would recommend getting a trident. Double trident, maybe, maybe not. But certainly one, just because um, Dawnguard doesn't have a ton of tricks. So, yeah. like, yeah. the Trident is good, and you kind of want to lean yeah. into that. Yeah. The Trident versus... So, here's the thing, right? So, I just had this conspiracy theory in my head. Don't mind my napkin. My normal conspiracy theory would be that the battle engines that you have to buy directly from PP are superior than the ones you could buy retail. Right? That would be a good conspiracy theory, right? People can easily get behind that one. When you look at the Trident, you're like, absolutely, makes perfect sense. Right up until I show you the Kato Cherry. Then you say, no, nope, can't possibly be the case. Okay, you know what? I I guess I'm all And now I can go back to the this. original conspiracy theory, which I also have created, and that is PP hates Kato. <laughs> okay, but... They created it yeah. to hate it. The, but the, the, the Man of War Salt Chariot is 10 points. No, that's dirt cheap. That's that what I'm cheap. saying. The problem and is, the, but it still takes up that huge amount of real estate. So it's which like is a good you can't spend. Yeah, but like you can't. Even two of them is rough. I mean, Trident players are different, right? Because the thing flies and your stuff can move through it. Because That's God true. forbid anything should get you know possibly cornered into a hole. Kato doesn't have that option. I it's, mean, you do it, have the. It's uh, you have seven. what's his name? It's Matt but Seven, it's Rat Six, it has Trample, it's Unstoppable, it's got Pathfinder, it's got Dual Attack, and it's Cavalry. It's 10 points. How much is Trident? How much is what? The Trident? Trident. I don't know. How I much think is the Trident? Trident is 15. Which one would you rather have, Steve? I would rather have the Trident. Even though it's 50% more? Uh, yes. Would you rather have three Chariots, if le- which actually is legal, or two Tridents? Two Tridents. See? Look, I'm not saying that the Trident isn't better. And were these... Were these questions that I asked you even remotely difficult for you to answer? No. Nope. I'm saying it's got a barrage gun, it's RAT-6, it's D3 rate of fire, AOE-2, POW-1210, that's the assault chariot. It's, I know it's, it's better than no, 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 D3. Three. Three D3. Three D3. It's yeah. D3 plus one, though, right? Uh, no. No. I no, thought it was not. D3 plus one. Oh, no, that was uh, the other. The heavy one. gun on the siege ca- chariot is mm-hmm. POW-20. I'm just saying it's, it's got a pistol. Yeah, I'm just, it doesn't matter that it always happens. Oh, what's the range on that, though? Did uh, they make range it? twelve? Oh, they actually upped the range on that. Oh. It used to be, I think, range eight. I know you'd rather have a trident. You can't have one. 
the barrage guns range 10 on the assault chariot. Yeah, that was always a kick in the dick. Look, I gotta be honest. If we're gonna talk about these battle engines, it I'm can't not... be, is it better than a trident? Nothing is better than a trident. You Nothing. Know, um, so... No, it's just, it's just interesting that the Kato one sucked since day one. <laughs> they don't even do, like, the GW I don't know if it move. Sucks. You know, like, because in GW, like, units go through the sine wave. Uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, new codex, make that unit crap, make this unit great. Right? And the sine wave goes up and then it goes back down. They don't even do that. They're just like, is it Kador? Is it red? Yeah, leave it in the shit box the whole fucking time. Please. Uh, not red. Red's not a requirement because take a look at the. the uh, turtle? The turtle. Yeah. Turtle did take a bit of a nerf and like things changed around it, but I mean, still a turtle. It's something about that fire engine Kador red. I don't know, man. You know what? I'm I don't think it's think, as bad as you're making it out I got, to I got, You know what? I don't think Matt Wilson owns the company. I think the company's owned by a Mexican bull who hates red. <laughs> hates red. Wow, that might have some traction. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. <coughs> Just because it's not as good as other things. I think it's better than its last iteration. I think For it's 10 like, points, if you want to have a thing that's going to circle around the outside, put it D3 cannon... Uh, not even cannon shots. Three sheet, three D three shots into the field. Sure, I, I guess it can do its thing. It does have repo, right? Uh, one of them does. <coughs> yeah, I think they both do. All right, it doesn't matter. So I mean, it, yeah, can it do work? And at ten points, can it get ten points back? It's actually, mu- it's much easier to get ten points back than it is to get fifteen. Yeah. You have to kill like six guys or two units. Yes. Right. Yeah. Seven point units. You, and you literally have and to nine kill nine shots. <laughs> and yeah, which you can do, in, which you get to do in one phase. But yeah, and, the yeah, point is that then, ten points. If if that cannon, if you can kill off two, and then zero, and then maybe one, and you've killed off three models, you've gotten almost your points back. If you can get one more model, yeah, you're like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the the, it's got the dual, trident. It's got dual to be fair to the trident, it the loss of reposition definitely hurts its survivability because it's only range ten. Sure. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting though that they gave you armor nineteen instead of eighteen in the shield. I would have rather you had eighteen in the shield. Although are there chain weapons in this game anymore? Oh, there are a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why you should have kept the eighteen in the shield. Mm-hmm. All right. Because nineteen is a flat out buff. All right. What do we want to move on to since we're clearly not going down the? Order Unless it was nineteen of, uh, with a shield. Was it nineteen with a shield? No, it was eighteen. No, it was eighteen with a shield. Okay. Since we're obviously not going straight down the list, what 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 uh, what do we want to pick up next? We can know, go to uh, we can go to the Crick's battle engine, right? They've got yeah. The, so the Crick's one is definitely interesting. Just, it, there's nothing changed about it. Yeah, the Wraith engine, which is which is very it, good. It, it, well, Did it, it always it, have it, cleave. No, it, so it gained uh, cleave. It gained cleave, but it lost rapid uh, fight or rapid attack or whatever the hell it was. It used to basically have three melee attacks. Now it has two unless it kills something. Then it has cleave. Dark Shroud, Inscrutable. Always had it, always had it. Nothing's Soul changed. Bond? Nothing's changed. Okay. Uh, it's got two scything blades at range two, power 15, max Nothing's seven. changed. I'll say it again. Okay, but I don't know what it had before, so stop saying that. But you said you wanted to go through them fast and you didn't want to read through every one. And here you are reading through one that I keep telling you, nothing's changed. And all the other people who are listening, what you said was nine or ten, they, they already know this. Nothing's changed. Is it, I think it's I think it is good for, it's definitely like one of those things where it adds a lot to that hypocrisy list. over here. It adds a lot to that list because, like, you know, now you now your banes are plus two armor. That means which nothing. Is just nice against range attacks. Nothing. You went from armor fifteen to seventeen. That's the bane knights. 
go from 18 the to problem 20. is yes that's still not much it's, enough. it's not much so what? the problem it's that's enough it's enough it pushes power 12s into so needing, nine, nines, needing nines which I give is you a that. big deal the problem because is that you're you taking dedicate, bane knights now you have to dedicate big, when's the last time you played with bane knights man? Uh, last week against you and that's not week true. before rather I'm sorry literally not true <laughs> that is true I had two units of them you killed them in short order yeah would I have been able to kill them as easily if they were armor 20 probably with your ridiculousness that's fair but <laughs> would the average player who does not affect the average on dice rolls be able to kill them? If, uh, but I, I think so. the point is, what I'm saying, offensively, is, they're still going to be somewhat limited. Someone okay. Arthur does not know what he's talking about. I'm All sure. right, I'm going on record. Excellent. All right, so uh, Crucible Guard. This one seems to be a little controversial. What do you mean? I don't know what I'm talking about. Can we move on, please? No, I said it in English. <laughs> yeah, but you got to elaborate. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, you gotta try it more because I've no, like fair. that 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 line is a very important line to cross. Going from sevens to nines is a big deal. I agree. And then with the ability the range to kill on? Infantry, the range on is ten inches. Yeah. So you gotta keep the Wraith engine within you have to have a, you, you, have, you have to buy a, a fourteen point battle engine to babysit the seven point unit. Is what it's you're not fourteen me. points. Yeah, it is. It's eleven. Oh, I'm sorry, eleven point. Is it eleven? I it's it was... eleven. All right. 11-point unit to babysit the 7-point unit. Babysit both 7-point units along with all the other units that you're bringing. No, I think you try it before you knock it. So, uh... It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Let's move on to the Railless Intercept. I, I think the, the real reason why you take the Wraith Engine is because, you know, it just runs up the table and it's incorporal. And if your opponent does have a magic weapon to deal with it... Uh, you're immediately contesting whatever the hell you want. And then when your opponent leaves a model randomly, like kind of alone, and it goes in and charges and kills that model and then pops out a Wraith Engine, and then the Wraith Engine walks over to your jack and then slaps your jack and then walks your jack six, six inches up the board or whatever it is and says, by the way, hi, guys, I'm, I'm now here out in the open. And then the base can go in and smash the hell out of that jack. I think that's why you take the Wraith Engine, not to babysit a stupid unit of Bane Knights. <laughs> All right? Well, so there you go. You know, get good. There you go. Yeah, and we're still moving go. on to the Railless Interceptor. All right. All right. What uh, do you want to say about the Rails Interceptor, Seth? I, I well, I I don't know honestly. I okay. Always, then why? Well, then, well I mean, nothing's changed. <laughs> I don't play. I've never played well into Crucible Guard. I always lose into Crucible Guard. It's the exact same model. It was. Um. Okay. I like that it has bulldozer in reposition. Always have. Although, it, I it can't boost anymore. It can't. What is that? Something it used to be able to do? Yeah. Yeah. It used to get. Uh, used to get a locomotion token. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they get, called them yeah. power token, it was a choo choo token. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got the can't boost anymore. Anti miniature two of those spray tens at power fourteen cold gun, right? And then it's got a flamethrower. It's always got have a ram. This. Nothing's changed. Okay, it's got it's unstoppable. Bang Didn't always have that. Wall. Always had that. No, uh, and then uh, pathfinder dual attack. Didn't always have that. Always have and, that. And uh, construct. Always had that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so why why so I guess my question is why it doesn't is this get because it, it can't boost. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's, Here's the thing. That's it. We're spending all this time talking about all these models when really, and I think the fans will agree, what we want to hear about them. is Dusk. <laughs> we all want to hear about Dusk. The giant. The ear, rules are the, in the app. The Zach. giant ear faction? Yeah. The, the giant, giant. Well, they're not so giant. They kind of rotted and fell they're, off. They're, but No, they're not. You see those models? That's true. They're not. Those, those things are <laughs> like an inch long. There. They're amazing. But Dusk is in the app. Okay. And they're yeah. pretty great. And you, what, well, what specifically in Dusk would you like to talk about? Uh, I mean, I'm, all of it is awesome. So, like, they're, they've got this fun hierarchy where you've got the undead guys who are universally big, 
Like, pretty much all of them are on 40-millimeter bases, which I think is fun. So they're all big. They're all tough guys. I think they actually do all have the rule tough because they're undead, so they're hard to kill. Mm-hmm. And then you have the living guys who are the seekers who wear masks because their friends would be ashamed if they were if they found out that they were there. <laughs> but, of course, they're all wearing masks. They're probably all there. It's yep. fine. Like, yeah. I mean, if they just took their masks off, everybody would be like, You came too? Hang on, you're here. Bob? You're what not you doing supposed here? to be here. No, no, Wait no, a minute. The whole point of Dusk is that they embrace the solacenessness. Uh, they embrace the undead part, and then there's of also the s- solace. So that's the third like element here is the solace stuff. It's just it's it's. If you're born without man, a soul, I love the flavor. Do you really ever have to do anything good? Well, that's I mean that's I a good just... question because they're all Matt Rat six. Unless <laughs> unless you unless you hold the gun, then you're Matt five, and that's just kind of how it is. <laughs> Can't fight so good with his rifle. Yeah, but you'll shoot back. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> none of them care. All right. Anything else you want to say about Dusk off the cuff? Since we didn't plan for this conversation, uh, I just want to say that the Void Engine is very cool because it spawns Void Whites or whatever they're called. And what do they do? Whites. Uh, so they're basically like uh, like the Void Spirits from Scorn. So it's some oh, of that Scorn tech coming into yeah. play. So they just murder stuff. Nice. They, every t- and so it's like when a model dies, when one of your guys dies, it turns into a white. And so what you can do is, uh, and I think it's, um, yeah, soulless models turn into whites. So what you do is you take the soulless guardians, five dudes who have shield guard, and they just shield guard stuff, and then they turn into whites that go and murder things. Nice. Is this why the Scorn hate the Retribution so much? Because they're dabbling in the, the spirit realm, the whole void thing? Is there some competition going on? No, no, no. Uh, See, the original thing is like Scorn hates uh, Ios because... The elves, you know, when they did their whole thing where they had the bridge, where you know, yeah, the, the gods, gods crossing to go back or whatever, to it all exploded and Scorn's, like, little hovels were nearby and destroyed all them. Yeah. And so they're kind of their ancient enemy, but then, like, Scorn shows up and I was just like, who are you guys? <laughs> right, right. We've hated you for time immemorial. Yeah. And, and you're who, exactly? Yeah, I'm sorry. Who? Who are you guys? Did you say the Scrong? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember any of this. So that's that's and then and then they like took their good technology apparently and then shot them all across back across the uh, the okay. waste, which is a, so another thing. The the new the new faction that's coming out the the spoiled faction. Troll pirates? Chim- no, the Chimera. Oh, so that's it's, ridiculous. It's, uh, it's like so we don't really know all the details, but it's it's like. One faction, two factions, it's hard to say, or not factions, but like two armies, one army, two armies. They're headed by Saren and Rias. Yes. And so it's like, it's unclear exactly what the whole thing is. But the other cool thing is the Chimera. Well, is Saren a, is, is a, Saren's the Herald, and, and, and Rias is the something of Everblight. Or something? Yeah, but they're gone. They're out of Everblight. What do you mean? They're, I mean, they're, they're their own thing now. They're out of Everblight. How did they get away? How? Aren't so they, we don't. Aren't they created? Were they alive? Yes, they're always. Nice. Yeah, they they they're had, always they, nice. had, they yeah. had athanks, right? They yeah. had uh, shards in their in their chests. Right. So is this going to be one of those things where maybe Arcadius ripped them out? Uh, no, possibly because he, he was always playing around trying to pull them out of somebody. I forgot who. Bethane. Yeah. So it's possible. It's possible because in the Henchhold Scrolls, Saren tried to go through the portal, and the Athank like popped out. Uh-huh. Like, and so it's unclear what happened to her. So maybe like her spirit. Like one one idea somebody was throwing around is maybe like her spirit embodies uh, is also like inhabiting Rias like there's a, you know there's a twin soul thing going on or something but like those that, two so. models are out of the game uh, that's what I'm hearing from you right now I don't know what that means out of the are, game in other words are they warcasters in the new army or are they not no idea so that so like that's really all we know but 
So the chimera, here's another fluff thing. The chimera is, there, there is something called the chimera in the, in the lore. Okay. And so the chimera was a dragon that was also too close to that explosion. Oh. And so the explosion like scrambled the Athonk and it can't remember what it's supposed to be. So like oh. it doesn't remember that it's a dragon. It doesn't remember that like what it's supposed to look like. So like it's blighted lands, which is also covered by this like perpetual storm and stuff like that caused by that explosion. Uh, like the blight that it causes just like random mutations and it just looks insane. Like it doesn't remember what it is. Like the the thing that like like when Everblight regrows, so Everblight's unique in that he can yeah. control his his like his blight, so he can control what he grows. Most dragons, it just kind of happens, and yeah. so like if a dragon dies, it will grow back to how it's supposed to look, just because like it's programmed to basically. Right. But like the programming's all scrambled on the Chimera. It's nuts. It's just yeah. like a monster yeah. in the waste that gotcha. just kind of grows all kinds of random stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, it depends. If it looks like Legion, I'm not interested. I want to talk about the Sacral Vault. I'm because we had a great segue before, and then yeah, we did right when I mentioned yes, about yes. the Elizabeth. I'm glad to get we're on the over same the, page over the lake, over the little bridge. We cause... fight sometimes, but we unite against Seth. Yeah, it's true. It's no, you know what? It just goes to show that he's so fucking obtuse. He doesn't listen to a goddamn thing we say, <laughs> unless of course we're breaking his precious fucking timeline schedule bullshit. <laughs> then he's all over us like fucking. Well, here rice. comes the timeline. We're screwing. I it. was just waiting for my turn to talk. You're correct. So, Sacra Vault. Now, I loved the Sacra Vault when it was very expensive. I, lo- I mean, I would try to fit that into a list. What, like and I'd have $150? Sac- no, no, I mean expensive point-wise. Okay. It was also expensive. But, um, you, know, but you, have to, you have to take like, significant stuff out to fit that thing in. Like, mm-hmm. you were making conscious choices. I'm going to have... It was 17 points, right? Right, I think so. I'm going to have one fewer unit. Or I'm gonna, whatever it was, right? I can't take this beast anymore. Well, now it's 14 points, right? So now it's competing with your other big beasts. So one that makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. It's and I think now it's a lot more survivable because you keep a soul on it's still going to have soul storm units are smaller. So you're no longer going to have a unit that you just, you can just throw at it to sacrifice and, and and kill it. It's armor 20, which means under Maylock it's you can get its armor up to 22 I think, right? Sounds it's right. gaining soul tokens. And then if it doesn't have any, it's going to get D3 each turn anyway. It still has... Uh, Why is it going to get D3? Does it just generate a called? Is that called like Well of Souls soul or taker. something? It's part of the Soul Taker rule. Uh, it's oh, Crypt of Souls. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's got Spectral Vortex. So it can negate a spell you know, from someone nearby. And then um, you can use the Soul Tokens to boost a, uh, an attack an attack or damage roll, and then telemetry, and so other friendly faction models get plus two to arcane attack rolls, uh, while within eight inches of the model, then it's got the gun, the Spectral Fury gun that has Deathly Domination. You know, you can uh, uh, take over a model, kill something else, so it's gonna, you know... Look, I'm not saying it's the greatest battle engine ever, I'm just saying it's much more takeable now. You're not gonna mm. be making the same level of, of choice in your army. You're not gonna be making sacrifices to squeeze Yeah, and, 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 and I, I, I love taking this model anyway, so I think this just made it just much more reasonable to take it in, in, in your list. So that's all I'm going to say about the Sacral Vault. Okay, so no interesting mechanics like gameplay shenanigans or any cool role interactions. Just like, <laughs> I like turtles. I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, we were talking before offcast about the uh, Hammerfall Siege Crawler. And, like, I, I didn't know much about the original Hammerfall Siege Crawler. And, of course, it hasn't changed at all. I mean, I didn't see it on the table before. I was getting ready to crowbar and, that in. Um, and, you know, but... 
I guess my point is now I'm looking at it and thinking, wow, it's armor 20 and that's buffable and it's got 40 boxes. Now I don't want to see it. Right now I'd be worried about removing that from the table. So here's what I'll tell you. As someone who's put one on the table many a time. In Mark 4? In Mark 3. Okay. You take Osram, right? Mm -hmm. You pop that feet and you send that bitch to the middle of the table. And your opponent in Mark 3 will say to themselves, I can get this. And sometimes they can. Because armor 23 in Mark 3 is not necessarily end-all beetle. However, I can't tell you how many times that 40 boxes has taken up a couple of extra activations that mm -hmm. they did not want to mm -hmm. use to kill off that damn thing. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to Mark 4. Still got 40 boxes. Still got armor 23 on the awesome feet. However, smaller unit sizes. Mm -hmm. When people have smaller units, they tend to be a little bit more spread out. Not every jack can always make the walk. So... Your odds of killing it in one round, which I've seen plenty of times in the past. Don't know if that can happen anymore. So the thing might actually be okay. It won't be offensively great, because it never was. I mean, under the right side, like if you have a Colossal and I can just shoot that gun, which has um, whatever the rule Crit is called. Stagger. No. Yeah. No, the one. That's what it Shut is. up. The one that uh, lets you roll an extra d damage die. Oh, uh, Siege Weapon. Yeah. When the Siege Weapon is going off on your Colossal or your Battle Engine, it's, you know. You're like, oh, I can actually get some work done with this thing. But, otherwise, no. I would field one. I still own one. I plan on using one. So I think Osram did lose... He used to have, like... Uh, fire for effect. Fire for effect. Yeah, but yeah. I never liked putting fire for effect on there. I just didn't. It was only one attack, I like right? putting it on a mortar. So, yeah. yeah. Right, but, but seriously, just out of curiosity, when I said all these same things to you... And you told me I was a moron. I'm just curious what changed. Why now suddenly this is a good idea? I never said that you were a moron. I and nor would I. Were... I would never call anybody a moron because not only is that like insulting and offensive and rude. You uh, never do just, that. Absolutely not. Uh -uh. So I'm actually kind of taken back right now that you're oh, even yeah. being Very so aggressive with you me. Should be. Yeah, yeah. So now, now it's good. You're a hockey uh, puck. Yeah. I, I also just want to briefly mention the meat thresher, which I don't think is great. And I've always loved the meat thresher as well. I have a soft spot Can for the meat thresher. Can you give it reach? Always. No. Uh, I don't know. Can you still put an octopus on there and give it reach? Is there uh, a way to do that? I, does the swamp power even do that anymore? Does the uh, power I give think reach? it's self now. I'll have to look. Take away all my Hold fun. On. I mean, Hold on. We can just take a look here. And if you no, look. elasticity still exists, but I don't think you can put it yeah. in the same list. Well, until you get to unload. Oh, right. You can't, well, you then all bets only, are Only on. if you're taking... Well, no. Yeah. They don't got a solo who's a, uh, a thing on my bob? Well, well, you need the elasticity, it? though. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but that's what you need, the quacking scrub. But I did want whatever. to make the point that the uh, meat thresher it. has yeah. volume fire, yes. which is the same, it's always which is the same on the on the quad gun that the Orgoth has. Always have fun. No, for a that's while what, it had for a no. while it had the the like burst fire. Or yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it, but it, that was it's had it's had volume fire for at least half a Mark Three. How about that? And was volume fire? That's what the dwarven toilet needs. You use volume, fire, volume yeah. fire on that little repeating gun. And was That's volume fire always plus one to attack and damage rolls yes. with this weapon against multi? Against uh, medium and. Because yep. and I'm telling you, I put that quad gun on a couple of jacks and I feel like it's changed the, the power output. I'm surprised that I didn't feel that way when I got hit with volume fire from a from a meat thresher. Maybe it just never happened to me before. Nobody, uh, nobody well, used so, meat threshers. So the jacks. There was 15 points, I want to say. Specifically, like in Orgoth. And stuff like that, they put the volume in volume fire. Yeah. Okay. And I guess it's with the boosting. If you have the, two of them, yeah, yeah and you're yeah. boosting, like it's fair enough. It's definitely more powerful. That just, but you know, because because I saw what the quad fire. Well, it's kind of like the crits. Quad, what do you mean? 
because mm-hmm. they had Volume Fire on the um, Leviathan, which doesn't exist anymore because it was in the app and now it disappeared from the app. So, is there any other uh, any other battle engine that anyone wants to talk about? Do you want to talk about um, uh, the COC one? I'm sure or? the Legion one is probably amazing, but let's move on. So, all right. Uh, so, real quick, I don't have a lot for the judges corner tonight. Uh, there was a big question about the sprays, right? Could you uh, spray something that was out of range, miss that thing that was out of range, but the three things that were in the same line uh, that are in range, could you then attack those things? That's right, good, like that's actually a good question. Intentionally yeah. target something. Yeah, like out you of used range. to do in Mark Three. Yeah, like you used yeah. to do in Mark Three. But if you had looked at the timing chart, it had said that if what you were ta- and and it says now that a spray is a range, uh, you know, range attack. Uh, if you looked at the timing chart, at step three, it was like, well, if you miss, and the you don't make any attack rolls. Everything misses. Skip down to right. Step if you're six. out of range, you don't make it. So you rolls. can't do that. Yeah. Anymore. Yep. Uh, but then it was, well, wait a second. What if? Right. But that's now been clarified. You do follow the timing chart, which makes me just want to point out to folks. I've seen a lot of arguments online the last two weeks about rules, and that's healthy, right? That's healthy for the game. People uh, shaking out what the different rules mean. But I would just kind of urge everyone, look at your timing charts because people are forgetting that there's a timing chart and then they're misunderstanding the way rules should get applied. So the rules tell you what you do and the timing chart tells you when you should do it. And you kind of need the two together to really understand the process of the game. I don't know if I'm a yeah. fan, by the way. Okay. No, like, I, I, I didn't mind the idea of that you spraying somewhere else just to get a line. I mean, like you hit what you hit. So the the... The sort of like conceptual thing there is just kind of odd. Like it, like it sort of it highlights sort of an oddity because it's like why it's if if you could just target something over there, why do you have to target at all? Well, just like draw a line, right? But that's the point. So like I think kind of bringing it all within like okay, but we're just need... talking about targeting. But know. that's sure. But that's that's a that's a problem with a miniature game, right? It's because you you you're using the word that I have to target. If you remove the word target from from the flame weapon, I'll just call it a flame weapon, it's easier. Sure. Instead of saying, draw a line, models intersected by said line, mm-hmm. you know, you roll a hit, whatever yeah. whatever the case may be, do it that way. Because in real life, if you had a flamethrower and it was like still Vietnam, right, you, you would do that. You wouldn't be like, I'm going to aim right at that guy's face. Hang like, on, no, I'm gonna, hang I'm on. I think aim. I can get more guys if I aim well, at you that guy yeah, back there. But you wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. You would just be like, I'm not going to hit him. I see these two He's out of range. Of That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm just going to shoot and, and spray out all of right, those guys. Right. You, you wouldn't aim at anybody. That's the whole point of a flamethrower. You don't aim. But now, you don't have to aim. But now, truthfully, now you're talking about uh, fluff versus rules, and I think the game plays cleaner if they do it the way they have it. I think there's if nothing change, wrong with saying draw a line eight inches out and you if they change and, and the models rule, intersected by said line ahead. Okay, and if they change the rule to that, I wouldn't object to that either. But that's not what they have right now. Right. Um, what they have is in so front. yeah. So the the yeah. main thing they is, should have called me first. You can't draw. You can't. Intentionally target a model out of range and draw a line yeah. based on that. You just miss and it. And then the other thing I would say for those uh, rules aficionados is for a while the forum wasn't getting a lot of attention, and I think they're paying attention to it again because I've seen a lot of threads locked and a lot of uh, uh, infernals commenting on threads. I think uh, Travis had made a comment like, wow, doing the rules on Facebook is not really a great idea, and he's absolutely right. And I also feel like I should throw a shout-out to him because he has still, even when he's been super busy, I've been like, hey, I've got a tournament this weekend. I, I, I want to get a rule right before I go judge. And he, he gets back to me, you know, and, and, and he doesn't have to, and I really appreciate that about him. So yay, Travis. All right, so let us move on to our closing thoughts. Mr. Rabideau, anything you'd like to share before we close? I think 
that the biggest problem that Privateer Press has right now is that every time they reveal a new faction, I'm like, I gotta buy that one. <laughs> Do you see that Brine Blood heavy swinging around a, a, a shark, a hammerhead shark? <laughs> it's like that. putting the hammer in hammerhead, like unbelievable. I never knew. Now I'm not sure about Dusk anymore. <laughs> I never knew I needed a model that threw a shark until, or is it a shark club? I don't know. It Over has a okay skin in its me. other hand. <laughs> You can have all marine. It's just like, oh, it's unbelievable. And that now I'm like, I don't know. Do I buy? Do I buy Dusk? I don't know, Mr. Continental. My wife got a raise. I can afford it now. <laughs> you have no kids. Get it all now right, before yeah. the kids show up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mr. Continental, any clothing thoughts for us, sir? Never fertilize a large eagle. Fair enough. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us for another Boker broadcast. This is Seth Cohen saying. I don't say I necessarily agree with the Orgoth, but I do get where they're coming from.